hot. Yeah? I don't know how you do with this. Like... I have a, I have a good fan, and I'm <laughs> just more acclimatized. Uh, I just don't complain as much. Yeah, maybe maybe that's all it is. Maybe, maybe I generally think it's just itching. life experiences. Like <laughs> life experiences make me immune to temperatures. You just you get used to you have you have a bigger spectrum, don't you? <laughs> What's something you're saying because uh, you hate the cold and the hot? Um, that like when you're cold, you your belief was that it's because you had lost weight. Yeah, when you had gained weight. Yeah, you, you, it was more more of a thermal thing. Yeah, but I don't feel the difference either way, regardless of my body weight. So I don't know whether it's just like a what the, uh, would body weight. I guess is it's more insulating. I used to be much more. I used to be much less bothered by the cold than I am now. Yeah. I'm convinced, but that's you're still what it is. equally bothered the, the, by the heat. Um, st- like if we're outside in the sun, I'm fine. I think it's yeah. more just kind of closed, stuffy rooms. Right, I think, the window, I think that's what it is. You have got a weird fan. We did I discuss this previously. Hate this fan. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's like a stripper sighing in the room. <laughs> just uh, and that's yeah. kind of the effect of the fan. So yeah, maybe it's not circulating the air enough and yeah. it's stuffy for you. Maybe, but I've, this is what's the tepid? Is me. it? Is this yeah. not hot to you? It's hot weather, but it's not hot in here. Really? Yeah. It feels really warm to me. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I think I just. It's been more cold, so I, I don't feel. I, I can feel. I acknowledge when it is cold. Yeah, but it's not like oh, this is cold. And yeah. I think m- maybe I have the same. I can't thing with help the it. I just start yeah. shaking. Yeah, no, I, I I know that my body's like oh, shiver, and then when I look at it, I said well, I just can't be asked with that. <laughs> so yeah, I could just you just not shiver because what well, you know shivering's like you need to warm yourself up or something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I was like fuck you. So I just <laughs> I'll just get hypothermia. Yeah, I just don't shiver because I know it's not that cold. If it no. gets really cold, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, okay, I need to shiver. I, yeah. I'll choose to shiver. Yeah. I'm not shivering against my will. <laughs> <laughs> You're in control. Yeah. But again, it's because, you know, there's so much like freezing cold experiences, but I can't think of any hot experiences that I've had apart from just training. No, to be fair, just like... Trained in sweating. I think it's just, it's a matter of what you prepared for. Like, when when we go, if we go I'm on so holiday, prepared. we go on holiday and we go to, like, Mallorca or something, I'm like, I think it's a mentality thing. It's like, it's going to be hot. And it's fine. Like, it's, like, really hot, but I'm not bothered or irritable about it at all. I guess it's, like, if I'm trying to, I don't know, if I'm trying to do something productive, if I'm trying to work or something, like, just hot is mm. not ideal for me. Well, I think, I think there's an is there example... There's this thing with, like, David Letterman, he always kept his studio cold or something, like, ice cold. Right. Like, he always had, like, really cold aircon. He was just, like... Because it, it keeps me alert and, like, and kind of on the ball. If it's warm, you just get lazy and just start melting into your chair and all that shit. Like, mm. there's, 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 there, is, there is something about, kind of, a, 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 there's a... There's a comfort to the cold as far as productivity is concerned. I think. Yeah, there's a there's a benefit to being warm and being cold just in like yeah. in different situations. Yeah. I think I think maybe it's more than that. Like I've think I've told we talked about this before, but when we first started uni and stuff and started talking, I was very much a very positive outlook kind of guy. <laughs> very angry, very positive. Yeah. Um and you were kind of um traumatized by traffic lights, as in like whenever yeah. a traffic light would go red, yeah. you'd take it really personally. I was Neil. So yeah. So I think that's somewhat possibly the case here as well in that yeah. the traffic light's gone red the weather's gone warm the room's hot why it's because you hate me or it's something like that whereas i, think I don't I just blame kind of, anyone or what can just... you do you really <laughs> <laughs> you're just 
but like you, yeah you, there's a reaction to it that maybe the fact that it's outside of your control is kind of invi- and in, literally environmental factor I think my problem of... is I can't distract myself from it right like you can't focus on something yeah else. like I've been I've been and it's it's not even just that like we've had the doors and the windows and everything open in the house all week and the amount of fucking flies mm. just fucking thousands of them and mm. I I'm just I'm going around the house and killing all of them like just like it's just it's thoroughly distracting like I can't with these <laughs> fucking things just buzzing around I can't fucking deal with it I can't focus or anything and part of me is like oh you're just looking for an excuse not to, to not to fucking sit down and concentrate and the other part is like I, I really can't like it's it, this is How frustrating long does it take to be you to kill a fly um it, it depends. It depends, depends how on many the size. Depends on the number. Depends how many there are. Like I've just, I've just been spraying them. But the trouble with the spray is, like, you spray them, and yeah. then you wait for ten minutes while they die. Like it's just like a, it's like a constant I like buzzing. To watch yeah, them die. It, well, you don't like you're not watching them or anything like that. Mm. But there's like a thing where they're like they, they almost go into like a breakdancing thing, mm. like on the floor, like and breakdancing breakdown. Yeah, and I used to feel really bad about it. Because I used to think, oh, it stops them breathing or something like that. And I was mm. like, no, oh, I don't want to kill it like that. That's fucking horrible. But apparently what it does, it just makes them incredibly high. Like it's a... It's like a, a breakdown. It's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a neurotoxin and it yeah. it, stop, it makes them lose control of their limbs and it's like they're hallucinating and shit. And it's yeah. like, well, that's not a terrible way to go out. That's better, better Maybe than Maybe more or, effective or more quick. I, I, I just use it, I electrocute them. Yeah, just get like, a little tennis racket thing. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. We used to have one of those. Put a twelve amp battery died. connected to it, and then yeah, <laughs> just hit it with it. It's like, oh, it's done. Yeah, same way I do with all my enemies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, because you get flies because it's nature and yeah. stuff. And if you I, open just, windows, I think stuff I just, comes in. I think we, maybe it's just from coming from mum and dad's, where it's just like a, it's a big, like just a, a big space. So I just and they're probably all downstairs, and I just don't notice them. But here, it's just like, you you open the doors, and in 10 minutes, there's fucking thousands of them. It's like, this mm. is fucking weird. And I wasn't <laughs> sure if it's just like, oh, there's more flies this year, because that's not the kind of thing I think about. <laughs> but Area as well. I'm probably. just, yeah, I'm just... But if it's distract, if yeah, if it's distracting you, then, well, you, well, to bring it back to the original point of, you, you get bothered by the heat, like, and the other effects of the heat. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, figuring out how to deal with it. Yeah, and then dealing with it as efficiently as possible. But yeah. I've, I think I don't know whether I've got. Uh, when I do something, I tend to focus. Like, I tell people all the time, like, I'm quite bad with my phone, like because I, I'm so distanced from phone and the outside world because yeah. I kind of focus on one thing at a time. That it's like if somebody rings me and I miss the call, it's like oh, I just. Oh, I didn't see that. I'll call you again in a week or tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. I was doing something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, maybe maybe it's also maybe it's that that I mean I can get distracted easily, mm. but if I'm trying to focus on something, I tend to focus on it quite yeah. well, even if it's focusing on procrastinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can kind of do that. But yeah, it's never when I get hot, I hot, but I never feel like Ugh! or anything like that. I and I have inferior genes to you know a lot of people. I think <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe that's all of my diseases, like, <laughs> combined, make me immune to climate change. <laughs> no, a, a normal, you know, run-of-the-mill diabetic, he <laughs> suffer from climate change, but diabetic and allergic to penicillin. <laughs> Fucking you floating around in the Atlantic, the last one left on the iceberg. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm I, fine. I auditioned this for the million-dollar man, and they offered to rebuild me. I was like, don't rebuild me. I'm already immune. <laughs> just... just- Son, 
one flower sprouts. It's like, oh no, hay fever. Yeah. <laughs> it messes with the balance of everything. Yeah. At least I'm not afraid of the sun. That's gotten really bad. It's gotten into my lungs now, which is always bad. Isn't that what it does? No, well, yeah, but You're sometimes breathing. I don't. No, as in, like, it's tr- it triggers my asthma, but it doesn't right. always trigger my asthma. Like, okay. it only started triggering my asthma this week. Yeah. So it's like, oh, great, now I just can't breathe through my lungs anymore. <laughs> oh, just... <laughs> Before it was like, oh, congested nose, oh, that's, that's shit. Oh, lungs? Oh. Yeah. Just breathe through my eyes. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to osmosis real quick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, pretty chill week, I yeah. think. Yeah, did some socialising, did some out and about stuff. Yeah. Tried to. I don't know why I sound surprised by that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Did, did try, got my like body clock vaguely back in check, which is always weird. It's always it's just weird. Was it out? Were oh, you, it's were you out? out? I'm always out. Yeah. I, think I it's thought just, I, I thought the dog had like regulated you. Yeah. Uh, as in, I'm still that dog's body clock's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, you know, still wake up at the same time, feed her at the same time. She goes to bed at the same time or tries to sleep while I'm doing something at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just kind of go through phases of like sleeping a lot, sleeping not enough. Like I managed, uh, what was I think like yesterday, I had a lay in for the first time in like, I don't know, a couple of weeks mm. and it just threw my whole body off. Yeah. It was so, but my, <laughs> just like my brain was either wanted just to sleep even more. Mm. But genuinely, I was just dim-witted the whole day, just like making silly mistakes and yeah. just brain not fully functioning, slow reflexes. It's yeah. like, this is from getting more sleep. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's almost like you start a car wrong or something like yeah. that and it's kind of sputtering. It's kind of what it felt like it was weird. So I, have the exact, I have the exact opposite problem with sleep. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't get nearly enough of it. Mm. And like, I'll get, like, if I... If I can stay asleep for six hours, it seems like a fucking miracle. And I'll wake up like at like five and like with a like fully awake and be like, you need you could get up and start doing things. But it's mm. like you've only slept for like four and a half, five hours. Like you you need like seven. You need you must need like at least seven. So just fucking go back to sleep. And I just fucking can't. I'm just like wired and I don't know what it is. You can't do anything, can you? You can't focus on going to sleep. I you suck. can't focus on sitting in a room. Man, I suck. <laughs> Just flies. Just that voice in your head. Is that traffic yeah. light hates you? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, nature hates you. Yeah, fucking traffic light keeps me awake, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, now you're just, green. Now just, you're green. It was just the first, I think, the first I noticed it. I was like, <laughs> what, why are you sighing when the traffic light has turned red? Like, well, it's typical, isn't it? What do you mean? <laughs> Time. I can't be the only one that gets frustrated when you're driving at a green light and it gets red when you get there. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> that I'm, can't just look, be I me. Am a, oh, no, yeah. It's just not me. I'm just not, <laughs> I am a, I'm psychopathic. I've got a lot of anger. I'm not saying it's... But I'm also very chill yeah, about a lot of stuff. I'm not saying it's, it's abnormal to not things. be bothered by that. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm, just, I'm not the only one. Oh, yeah. There's people who get angry when, you know, a BMW overtakes them. Yeah. Fucking BMW. Like, All right, chill the fuck out. <laughs> what have you got against cars? I get angry when they cut me up, but I get angry when any car cuts me up. But you see, I think uh, it doesn't piss me off, but I think it's just because I'm just more, not even more, more cynical. We're driving with just you, Just more is, like everyone's just I think you, you're on a different 
level as far as driving goes, though. Because, like, for from from people like me and from people that live around here, like, we're not used to fucking aggressive drivers. People that, like, <laughs> drive in London and that. Like, you're used to dealing with fucking cabbies and buses and cyclists and stuff plowing into the road mm. and, like, and just fucking everything. And it's like, if we see a rabbit cross the road, we freak out. Mm. Like it, it, it's a, it's a different it's a different deal. Whereas, you like just I think, the rabbit. I, but I think conversely, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah like, I, th- I think conversely to that, it's like you like um you 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 might get worried about like B roads, like winding country roads and shit, particularly when you're on your bike and that. I'm not worried. I think it's more just the reality of it. Is like, yeah, you will die. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just a, it's just the a whole thing of yeah, like yeah, it's not it's just an acceptance of yeah. One people with fog lights was a thing for me. I was like, why can't you use your eyes? Why are you using fog lights? <laughs> do you mean do you mean fog lights? Beams. Or you, full beams. Yeah, yeah, full beams. It's dark. I, I we full... get it. <laughs> why do you need? Well, just but look. you you never went anywhere in London that didn't have street lights. No, but I've gone around country loads. If anything, I should be less acclimatised to B-roads <laughs> than true. people who live in B-roads. But I can still see when there's a light on. Yeah, but it's easier to see if you've got your high beams on. You turn them it's, off if there's less... anything coming at you. No, you don't. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, okay, well, When I people do. don't do it, yeah, yeah. when people forget it, or yeah. it's a slow reaction or something yeah. like that. And it's just, it's just, yeah, it just seems like a complete waste of time. It's like, yeah. no, it's like you... was that walking around during the day with a head torch on and you're like what are you doing well you can see more yeah maybe you can but you don't need to really you can just see your light <laughs> in the day yeah. if, well, that... if, if you could it's walking around with a high powered torch during yeah. the day so like, yeah. what are you what are you doing yeah if you can see that's fine you don't need to see the sky i <laughs> know oh, man i play so it's just uh yeah i just i've never i i I've always thought I've had somewhat bad eyesight, but I think I had incredible eyesight that's now reduced to normal eyesight. Because of high beams. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, and I don't, there's something about, just don't make it too easy for yourself. Do you know uh, what I mean? Just yeah. don't, just, don't, don't challenge play life yourself. on easy mode. Challenge yourself when your family is in no, the back. Just stand, like... stay in the real world for a bit. Stay like, <laughs> turn, turn the lights off, if anything. I'm telling them always, stay in the real world. So come on! Stay in, <laughs> stay in the real world. <laughs> No, but you can hear cars coming as well. Yeah, yeah. I prefer, to be honest, I I said this to Vix when she was learning to drive. It was like, I think it's safer to drive at night because even on a blind bend, you can see what's coming. Assuming it's got its lights mm. on. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. way easier. I like to play full beam chicken, which is where, like, you approach a bend and you can see someone's coming the other way and you try mm. and be the last one to turn your lights off before you actually see the other person. You can't even focus on driving. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, I think it's, I uh, can't remember how we got into driving with full beams. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's too hard. Uh, talking, driving on, 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 yeah, like the thing with B-roads for me is winding country roads is people go round them at 50 miles an hour. Yeah. And I don't, I never cared about speed limits. Mm. It's all about can you stop safely? And you cannot stop safely going round a windy road at fifty miles an hour. No, no. It's and, and the only reason that's in my head is because I was a motorcyclist, and every curve I was like, if I was on the floor with my headlights smashed, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was just lying on the floor unconscious, and this car came round, yeah. I'd be dead. You still get morons that yeah tear around corners at stupid speeds. Yeah, like, even if you drive like, sensibly, you encounter those people. Well, like it's, it's the illusion that people think it's safer to do so because it's a quieter road, yeah, and because you can see cars coming in the distance, yeah, and it's just there's this that survival instinct side of me that goes like 
uh, what if there's a goat in the road? What if there's this in the road? I always have to be able to... I prefer to be in control of the situation. Yeah. So much as your re- um, experience of slamming on invisible brakes when I'm driving. <laughs> I've always been I've able to stop. I've got habit now. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I think I've it's got, uh, desensitized. But it's been like... But because I'm... I'm, I'm confident that i can stop if i need to like straight away and i think it's just yeah that came from probably loads of random different things yeah. but motorcycling was the biggest thing because because i automatically oh yeah it came on to because of uh, people getting angry at things that i don't get angry at and driving is something that people get angry yeah. at. and i think i don't get <laughs> i don't get angry when somebody and when i say somebody a random person of the world who yeah. i believe on average is an arsehole <laughs> who is going to who you cannot trust with yeah. your life uh, does something dangerous you yeah know, like who can yeah they're gonna do something dangerous so you have to be in control so that if they do cut up in front of you what do you do yeah, uh, yeah. so i think it's not it's not cynicism i think it's just more dimmer world view <clears throat> yeah yeah of just yeah i'm not going to be surprised if somebody does a dick move because hey most people are dicks it's just <laughs> i think <laughs> i just i just took that into my heart at a very young age it goes and then just to, that just became who i was <laughs> it goes back to personal responsibility doesn't it like, um, yeah, like it's you've, you've got to be responsible. There's a, like, did I say anything about the Will Smith video? I can't remember. Uh, maybe I said it at some point. And I can't remember. What you it met, was. He's done a few videos though. Yeah, he did. He mean? did what he did one like that was like fault versus responsibility. Um, it was it was really good. He was he said he was having some argument with his friends and like about the difference between fault and responsibility. It's just like well, it doesn't matter if your if you, if your lover has spurned you and you and you're pissed at them. Like it's not their mm. like it's 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 their fault that you're upset and that you're hurt. But it's your responsibility to fix yourself. No one else can fucking do that. And it's mm. the same as you fucking driving stick. Like yeah, it's their fault that they cut you up and they did something fucking stupid. But it's your responsibility to stay a safe as you can yeah like that's that, that yeah that's, that's but yeah, same, so I, I made that extra jump of just like I don't get angry about it because I expect that behind yeah. that kind of behaviour I think someone told me that once you have to assume that everyone else is a moron yeah yeah which I think is true yeah in order to survive anything or I think it's a good way to go about life it's just because then you just get into bad situations with ridiculous arguments yeah. if someone did an emergency stop in front of me and I hit them it's my fault yeah, and I have to have to. There's no escaping that fact. It's like no, I should have been able to stop if you stopped dead immediately. Yeah, and I couldn't, so it's my fault. I completely understand. Yeah, and yeah. just accept that. But I think a lot. Of, I think I mentioned this before about. I think there's a, there's a lot of people who are so afraid to take responsibility for stuff that they've done badly. That it's just they just want to. No, it wasn't me. It was something else. It was your fault. You shouldn't have. Oh. You shouldn't have cut in front of me. It's like no, 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 no. It's your fault. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Just figure out how to deal with it instead of trying to, you know, make make it a bit, make it more heated or add fire, flame, add whatever to the fire, fuel to the fire. Yeah. <coughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, pretty chill week. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty all right. A lot more news came in this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. The, I think the the dead news week is officially over. We had yeah, yeah. a couple of we, weeks. We're getting, we're getting a, a certain f- amount of flooding coming in again. Yes, quite a bit. In fact, too much. They've had to cut out quite a lot. <laughs> um, but first of all, um, Kathy McVeigh, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. She, yeah. yeah. So I think no relation to Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who did something. I did a play about it. But I can't remember what it was. Um, was it a cult house that got attacked by a tank? Wasn't Tim McVeigh the, the bomber? Like the Oklahoma bomber? Oklahoma, or yeah, because it was... What's that song? Oh, Oklahoma, where the... <laughs> yeah, that's where the, it. Yeah, yeah, we did that. 
That's a <laughs> no, uni. You blew up. <laughs> no, we did. Uh, oh, it was so terrible. We uh, in I think it was like my second year um, I of I uni. I came to see it. Maybe it was terrible. It was like uh, it was like it was it was the musical Oklahoma, just with yeah. like side uh, sides to the audience that just went into monologues about blowing stuff up or something yeah. like that. I remember, and it was just like why Chris. Yeah, I mean, Chris. Yeah, the yeah. guy who did, <laughs> who couldn't mime tap dancing, <laughs> so he had to tap dance on the rig above where I was sat. So every performance, and it was a rickety rig, oh. and it was just like every performance. Uh, it, it was it was meant to be in like a cave or something, and it was like a staircase turned around. So it was just like the inside of the staircase, and he was on top of it. Yeah, and so he was tap dancing on top of it because there's a tap dancing section. But because it was so rickety, it, just, it was a sound of metal hitting metal and clanging and shaking. Great. Well, this is this is brilliant. <laughs> this is great. I feel so safe. Yeah, and it, yeah, oh, it's so terrible. Anyway, anyway, it's not my fault. Yeah, it's uh, my uni- responsibility. It's weird. University pr- lecturers. It's a good profession to do. It's definitely a respectable profession, but I think there's some people who go into it because they failed at everything else. Unfortunately, yeah. Like we had like. Some of the people who like directed or wrote plays that we performed in at uni were just like this. What are you doing? Like mm. what? What? And I, I know all art is art and interpretable, but just kind of done just as a whim. So like, oh yeah, let's because we need to fulfil a deadline. We need to get yeah. a performance out. So just there you go. You do this. Yeah, there were some really great plays I did, but yeah, it was like some. Yeah, some weird. people do well. I I think it takes people a long time to break out of what is always termed as like GCSE drama. Yeah, she's like, and then we put a chair up, and it's in a mentalist blackout. And yeah, blackout, yeah. and then we all like go round in a circle, and we build and build in our voices, and we're like, oh, okay, this is shit. Yeah, but yeah, so no relation to Timothy McVeigh, who was the Oklahoma something. Yeah, I oh, think he had the cult house. Yeah, yeah I think he yeah. had a house of cult, which got in- surrounded and under siege by police and loads of people. I think that was Timothy. Anyway, okay. Anyway, this woman got hit in the face with a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Similar. Kathy McVeigh was at the Philadelphia Phillies game in Citizens Bank Park when the team mascot, the Philly Fanatic, began his oh, usually yeah. jubilant ceremony of launching hot dogs He's at unsuspecting crowd members. <laughs> Why does he have to target unsuspecting crowd members? Because it's not funny when they expect it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just firing at people who don't want hot dogs. <laughs> Uh, Miss McVeigh. Why don't you like this? He's a oh, no, dick. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it's, it's definitely funny, but I just think it's on a corporate level. It seems quite strange. Because <laughs> it's, it's bound to end in injury. You're at a baseball game. You know what to expect at a baseball game? Man I, in a giant guess, green fluffy suit firing meat products at I you. I guess anybody at a baseball game in the stadium shouldn't really be unsuspecting of objects flying towards them. No. I think they no. should always be on the point. <laughs> Because, like, better to be hit in the face with a frankfurter than, like, I don't know, a cowhide baseball. (laughs) Uh, Ms. McVeigh, I don't know why they, well, I guess not impolite, but she's single, uh, who was seated just behind home plate, told local news outlets she was suffering from a shoulder injury, which prevented her from swatting the hot food wrapped in duct tape away from her. (laughs) Hot dog wrapped in duct tape? Stop it falling apart. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mmm. It's funny, right? Um, she had a shoulder injury, so she couldn't uh, swat it away from her face when the mascot shot it at her. It just came out of nowhere, she said. 
and hard. <laughs> the hot dog bounced off my face and into the other seat. It's a stylish shot. <laughs> Ms. McVeigh left the game and visited a nearby hospital. Well, I guess I'll go to hospital then. <laughs> In the face with a hot dog, where she was told she had suffered a hematoma. But she is being a good sport about the incident, adding, if it gives people a good laugh, and if that makes somebody chuckle, then, you know, it's fine. That's pretty decent, actually. <laughs> decent outlook on life. Yeah. A spokesman for the Phillies told the Independent the team doesn't have any plans to stop using its hot dog launcher <laughs> Good. while expressing yes. regret for the fan who was shot in the face. <laughs> be so much better if she was vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Just Yeah, what I like about this story is she's like, yeah, she's, t- she's taken one for the team. In, yeah. In a, in a, in a number of different ways. Yeah. But like, yeah, she's like, yeah, it, it was funny. I get it if it's funny. Then, yeah, whatever. I'll yeah. Just, I missed the game. I think they offered her, like, come to another game on us kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah it's all fine. It's a story, in it? <laughs> <laughs> just unsuspecting people. Just why not stab unsuspecting people in the arm? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise meat bullet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of... Uh, we had a bit of a delay this week with um, with our podcast, and I think there's a load of stuff that's happened because it's been like 10 days. Yeah. And I think I made most of my notes like seven days ago. I'm trying to remember what these are. Um, Donald Trump. You know Donald Trump? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he threw two starbursts at the president of Germany. <laughs> I heard that, yeah. <laughs> or the prime minister of Germany. Angela like, Merkel. <laughs> Don't say I never give you anything. <laughs> so this, I think, leader of the free world. <laughs> he's got starbursts in his pocket. <laughs> can you think of? Can you think of how serious people think politicians are? They're going to a summit. They're doing peace talks about nuclear deals in Iran. <laughs> Don't forget Miss Starbursts. <laughs> Mr. President, why do you have Starbursts on you? Well, just, I like Starbursts. Okay, fair enough. This was, um, uh, an image was uh, posted online or something about uh, about this incident. And it was like, to so the feeling of the room mm. when Donald Trump was having this debate. And it's literally everybody stressing out and looking at him aghast. Like, yeah. what? Just, just and- chewing on his starburst. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just he's sat there with, like, his arms crossed, just pouting his face. Yeah. As if, like, I thought I had more starburst. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had Skittles. I asked for Skittles. <laughs> Uh, the incident is said to have taken place at the meeting of leaders of the developed world. <laughs> meeting of leaders of the developed world. <laughs> Fucking Starburst. Which was marred by an ongoing trade battle between the US and its European allies. Ian Bremer, president of political risk consultancy firm, mm-hmm. the Eurasia Group. Eurasia? Eurasia. I to discover... They're still going. Yeah. They've now got a president. Oh, Eurasia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eura- con- European Asia, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. like a... But I prefer the band. Yeah. Um, claimed other leaders had pressed the president to sign a joint communique at the end of the summit. <laughs> no. Basically, that's what happened. <laughs> Mr. Trump reported, reportedly agreed to sign the, gar- the argument before another tense exchange took place between him and Ms. Merkel. Trump was sitting there with his arms crossed, clearly not liking the fact that he felt like we were ganging up on him. He eventually agreed to sign it. 
He stood up, he put his hand in his pocket and took two Starburst candies out. He threw them on the table and said, here, Angela, don't say I never give you anything. <laughs> Mr. Trump eventually refused to sign the agreement because he low blood sugar because all his Starbursts were gone, lashing out at a Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, on Twitter, leaving the summit to fly to Singapore for talks with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Justin Trudeau is amazing. <laughs> like... He, he, he reminds who the who the fuck was it? I can't remember. He reminds me. Of, I can't remember who it is, but he he shows up at all of these fucking um, events in all of these different countries, like dressed in their traditional dress, like with all his family all dressed up as well. It's like Namaste. It's like <laughs> what the fuck are you? Like he's just he's he's just the corniest fucking guy like you've just ever seen in your life. Um, he's he's, just, he's he's the embodiment of a corporate suck up. Like he's just like he's really yeah. weird. What well, he did, um, uh, he changed the Canadian national anthem without yeah. anybody knowing. Yeah, just to make it gender neutral or something yeah. like that. And people are like you can't just do that. Like yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a government process to changing yeah. national. <laughs> policies yeah yeah like it's 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 weird and and then there was, there was that thing it was just like someone said something about something something mankind there was a question to him or something and he was just like ah i think we prefer to say people kind it's like you fucking moron <laughs> yeah just yeah just i guess just a bit of a such a fucking liberal douchebag like, but, it's just, but that's amazing. It, like it's I unbelievable in, in that kind of way. For me, like he's for me. For me, <laughs> he's he is he he is the liberal version of Trump. Like he's just as bad. He's just as much of a fucking idiot. Like it's that it's that kind of thing. I I don't know. It drives me fucking insane. Uh, but yeah, I've never really said much about Trudeau. But yeah, it just seems I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. But it's, I, I never, I never pictured what, I never picture the people who claim that the president is like the leader of the free world and he's like in control. You can't, yeah. He's got his finger on the button. They've got that level of idolism of, yeah. the, of that career, of that job. Yeah. Um, not being like, you know, he should have had more Starburst. Yeah. Or like, he, or he gave her two Starburst. I mean, we, <laughs> can it be any more, could it be any more childish? <laughs> What's the thing though? Like, I can, I, I, I totally understand why people, like, why, why people shit on Trump. It's like, mm. yeah, I'm not behind the guy. Like, the guy's a fucking maniac. But like, that's funny. <laughs> like that, that it's, it's, it's an attitude that is completely lacking in the political realm. Completely. And probably with good reason. Like, it doesn't... It's it's not really good for international relations to be that much... To, to be, a, a, like, openly that much of a prick. But it's it's funny. Like, it... I don't I, know. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I guess it is funny, but it, it's the... It's just the... I don't know. It's the people take... He's so prestigious. And it's like... Yeah, oh, but yeah. It's just, no, a, I it's just a fucking bloke. It's just, it's just a bloke. Yeah, it's like, thing. Pe- I, it's... Literally, people told him to be the president. Yeah. And then he's okay. just the president. Yeah. And he's like, but I still get my Starburst, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what prank called him this week. So what prank <laughs> called him while he was on Air Force One. He's <laughs> <laughs> in the air. Hello? <laughs> it could be a business meeting. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get a good deal. <laughs> Al... Who's Al? <laughs> Alcoholic. <laughs> Don't get it. Um, other Trump uh, people were in the news as well. Um, his wa- 
Melania? Yeah, Melania. 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 Yeah. On her way to visit migrant children housed in a Texas shelter Thursday, uh, Melania Trump wore a jacket with the phrase, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Well, sorry, I really don't care, do you? Yeah. Um, in the on the back of her coat, uh, her spokesman, spokesperson said that there was no hidden message. Well, she didn't hide it. No, she wore it as a coat. Uh, but President Donald Trump declared on yeah. Her spokesman, her spokesperson said there's no hidden message, just a coat. Donald Trump then tweeted that there was a hidden message. The jacket was meant as a memo to the media because you're all fake news. Yeah, that's what I that's what I heard. <laughs> well, that's what like, Trump said, and yeah. it's just like. One, what? Why do you employ a spokesperson <laughs> if you're just... then just going to completely counteract everything that they're doing? Yeah. No, it is, and to make some kind of poorly shit statement about like, oh no, yeah, we're attacking the news. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're doing. Again, have a starburst and shut the fuck up. <laughs> just who cares? And it's like apparently, yeah, there's the timing of it because there was. Just, I didn't look that much into it because. I kind of got the feeling that the people were overreacting to what was a, a bad situation. Yeah, but the thing is, you but only have to have half a brain so to be much. like, she if if she was really making a statement about immigrants, she she wouldn't be that fucking stupid to do that. It's fucking stupid to to assume that people aren't going to take it that way. But mm. at the same time, to actually think that that's what she's doing, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Like, there's no possible way that she would be that, that she would be that gauche about it. Well, the only, the only way that you can take that seriously is if you communicate your political ideas through your shirts. Yeah. And, like, yeah. if you put so much value on ever, Like, if you wear... Is it Lacoste has got a crocodile on it? Yeah, Oh, yeah, well, yeah. a crocodile ate a kid at Disneyland. So, yeah. what, you just think, fuck them? <laughs> it's like, no, it's just, a, it's just a crocodile. No, but you know about Disneyland, right? I mean, it happened. <laughs> Like what are you? What are you doing? Yeah, it's exactly the same thing that's happened. It's on the written on the back of her coat. She probably just yeah. picked it up, and it's like even then, does it really matter? It's a it's fucking just, coat. It's just the fuck. It's the fucking outrage machine, man. It just keeps churning and churning. Well, I think it's, it's not. It's, I think there is the whole outrage thing, but I think there's also this desperation to um, be funny. Mm. I think there's so much of it with random people just trying to be hilarious. Yeah. And they're trying to be hilarious because this will be the tweet that I get 10,000 likes on. Yeah. And that 10,000 likes means that I'm Caitlyn Jenner or <laughs> something like that. And then people yeah. will follow me on social media. And it's just like, it, <laughs> not everything is funny. Not everything can be funny. Mm. As in like, you can joke about anything, but it doesn't mean it's going to be hilarious. No, no. So it's like, it's, it, it takes a while to make something funny. You, you, you might not be able to make everything funny instantly. And people just trying to get on that. So as much as people are angry or looking for attention for being righteous, I think there's also just people trying to be funny and yeah. just not. So there's a whole mixture of just desperation, yeah, just poured into whatever's going on. So yeah. <laughs> I tend to think of it less as angry people now and just more of just like desperate people. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, the other some other Trumps are in the news as well. Um, Ivanka, which I think is his daughter. Is... Wait, think... no, I thought Melania was his daughter, isn't it? Ivanka I think his Melania is his wife. I thought it's the other way around. I might be wrong. Lady Melania Trump. First Lady Melania Trump. First okay, Lady fair Trump. enough. So Ivanka's his daughter. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think there's been sexual tension between him and his daughter publicly. Always good. So that might be what you're Always confusing good. it with. Yeah. Like, I think he said he'd fuck her. Like on oh, Howard yeah, Stern or that, something like, like that. Yeah, so weird. It's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> yeah, who hasn't said that about their own child? Yeah. Um, 
This, I just kind of find, I, I, I don't know why. I, it was quite funny, but it was a shit article. Um, she has thanked her father for ending a policy that he created. Okay. So she sent out a tweet saying, Thank you, President of the United States, for taking critical action ending family separation at our border. Congress must now act and find the lasting solution that is consistent with our shared values. The same values that so many come here seeking as they endeavour to create a better life for yeah. their families. And Donald Trump is the person who made the order to yeah. kick out the immigrants and tear their children away from them. And so she's thanking him for changing his mind. Yeah. It's like, well... That's a very much a tyrant behaviour. Yeah, you why not just of... say you cunt? Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good on ch- good on fixing the, the your shit part. <laughs> but yeah, like people were people because it is a bad thing, obviously. And if you look through history about nations ripping children away from their families for no in, incredible reason, yeah, like it's like yeah, they're illegal immigrants, so yes, they should be deported. Yeah. But do you have to take them away from their family? Yeah, their, their exactly. kids away from them? Can you not deport them with their children? Yeah, exactly. Just is there not something them. more cohesive you can do here? Well, so it wasn't that, I a... think it wasn't that they were deporting them. It was that they were arresting the parents. Right. Essentially. Arrest the kids then. <laughs> That's just Keep it. the it's family like... together. Yeah. <laughs> Put them all in a cell. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, they weren't like they weren't kicking the parents out and be like, "Go home, we're keeping your kids." Yeah, like, no, but yeah, they were was... sending the kids off to other families. Yeah, 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 and then apparently keeping track of it, and now they're trying to put it back. Yeah, which is yeah. like so. Yeah, there was a lot of negative. Like everybody on all sides was like was was saying like this is fucking awful. You need to stop this. Like it wasn't mm. it wasn't like a um, a left thing. Like it wasn't all like, right. It wasn't like politically like, minded, outrageous, humanitarian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't all the left being like this is outrageous, and all the right being like, "Well, no, this is something different. Yeah. Here's what's actually happening." Like it was genuinely a fucking terrible thing on all sides. Well, I'd like to know a little bit more about it. I just I just avoided it because I just couldn't deal with people just complaining about stuff that was going on. It's like you don't yeah. you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like yes, if you say it's wrong and whatever, but using that as ammunition to target someone's like just wait until you get more information yeah i've kind of stopped like like i I still i still bitch about like identity politics and shit like that but like like just to to myself like if someone tried if someone's trying to compel you to say certain things or be of a certain way it's just like yeah no fuck off but like um the like but at the end of the day it's like i need to mow my lawn i'm not going to change the world like I like I, I, like as in like I I've got I've got I, I can't even keep my fucking house clean at the minute. How am I gonna mm. like what what's the point in bitching about the fucking world? And I guarantee like every single fucker I see on Facebook that's that, that, that's that's posting these statuses has got shit in their lives going on that they're not doing anything about. It's like sort your own fucking life out. Like you like the world will the the world is in constant flux. But generally, as long as people are better and happier and 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 everything like that, mm. that that attitude follows out to a wider region you have a certain circle of influence that you can affect and you generally do that by making positive steps in your own life like there's there's no point in there's there's no point in being fucking up in arms about everything be up in arms when it matters what's the thing yeah it's the being up in arms about the minus the minor minorist things i guess yeah because like talking about everything yeah Yeah. totally game Uh, but yeah i've never really complained about I don't know, I just, yeah, I think, it's again, go back to the idea of just like, just look after yourself and everything else is dangerous. Yeah. It's like, I'm look. what's the point in complaining about the bus times? Yeah. You go like, oh, well then I'll make my own way there. 
It's like, well, I'll walk there. Why? Because the bus is a... Yeah, but it takes an hour. Yeah, but it's better than unpredictability, so I'm just going to go. <laughs> I, I can't complain. I've never been a complainer about stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if it's, if, it's for, for, if it's for mental practice or whatever, like talking about random stuff yeah. and talking about policies, I find that really interesting. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, can you believe this? And yeah, they're looking like, for either people to go, yeah, yeah, oh my God, yeah. yeah. Or they're not looking for an answer, they're just looking to vent. The, th- the, tr- the, thing, the thing I've kind of learned is that any kind of reaction to something that you disagree with perpetuates that attitude. So, mm. like, if, if, if some newspaper or whatever posts something that you fucking hate and you then, like, engage, like, with their comments or with, the, with it and, and be like, isn't this outrageous? They'll keep posting it. Well, that is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think it's just the more that you are angry at the world, the angry at the world you will become. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, if, you, if you're if you convinced that the government's terrible, then you're always going to think that the government's terrible. Mm. And you're still going to care about it for some reason. If you're convinced that, you know, you're on, you wear red pants and the other person is standing on the right-hand side of a shop. Yeah politically or whatever then it's yeah it's just you fill your own head with your own nonsense yeah and that just drives people crazy yeah in other news though eels Mm. are getting high on cocaine (laughs) in the rivers uh because people keep taking cocaine and pissing and then that piss goes to the river really yeah there's eels high on coke in the thames uh i don't (laughs) think you should be broadcasting the fact that coke comes out and you piss you'll get a lot of like kind of like real down on their look people kind of volunteering themselves for golden showers in Colombia. Hang on, I need to unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> down on their luck, people. Try and, as in, people who can't afford a bump of Cokes are paying people to Viking-style re- <laughs> recycle piss Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I fully encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funding gun crime. No. Directly. It's yeah. indirectly, indirectly. Mm. And two indirects, I mean, no. Recycling. Yeah, it's just it's just climate change. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a new study: biologists at the University of Naples, Federico II. <laughs> <laughs> what do they compete with? <laughs> I've never heard of a university like they made their own university, made a name, and then the internet went. Well, that name's already taken. We've got <laughs> University of Naples, Federico II. <laughs> the first one burned down it's like a sequel <laughs> uh they put uh european or eels in water containing cocaine similar to the amount found in rivers for 50 days so this is happening they tried to recreate it to see what the effects would be right they found the fish appeared hyperactive on coke <laughs> compared to eels which hadn't been given lots of coke well yeah the drug accumulated on the brain muscles gills skin and other they're putting it everywhere oh they're swimming in it like, <laughs> yeah. They'd be like at a pub discreetly going yes. to the bathroom. <laughs> Step four, cover the eel in cocaine. <laughs> um, the eel's skeletal muscle showed evidence of serious injury, injury, including muscle breakdown and swelling, which had not healed 10 days after they were removed from drug-contaminated water. So yeah, there's, I mean, there, there's this whole thing. I need to double verify this. But the class of drug, the class of cocaine or the crime for cocaine is lesser than that of other drugs of similar severity or whatever because there's so much cocaine in london right there's just so much that so if you, you did arrest people 
then like the banking system would collapse. <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like apparently there's some kind of genuine yeah. stuff to it, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's loads of illegal stuff that if Still a policeman can't... catches you do, they kind of either can't be asked with the paperwork. They understand that this is how it is. Yeah. We've got to give you a slap on the wrist or like, like if you're speeding, speeding kills so many people. Yeah. It's so dangerous and completely unadvised. Yeah. And I've already gone through a road safety thing. Of, if you go to the B road, then you should always be able to yeah. stop a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but speeding, you can't really argue with it. It will kill you. Like there's, if you hit something, I think it's like 40 miles an hour, your, your, your organs get crushed. Yeah. Just doesn't matter what car you're in. Just no. the fact the that force, you're the going, G-force, like the... just you're going from a speed to not a speed. Yeah, your organs move in within you and they crush against your ribs. Yeah, so there's no argument for speeding. There's no plausible reason to speed. No. So even that, like a police officer will come up behind you and I were going like a hundred, a hundred and forty, <laughs> and just like a few sirens. Yeah, and then they go, ah, oh, fuck, and pull over to the side, see yeah. if they want me to pull over, and they don't. They just carry on. Because it's just, just the down. way of the world. Yeah. They go like, uh, we, uh, they got loads of considerations, right? One yeah. thing has always been at night. Yeah. I've been yeah. on a motorbike a few times doing that kind of stuff. And they're just like, just, we know what you're doing. We know you're not hurting anybody else. Mm. So just, we're telling you, chill out. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah just chill the yeah, fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's always a certain leniency. And then the amount of paperwork to do, I mean, I can't remember where I saw this. But there was like a, so there's a specific branch of a of the police force on for an evening. If mm. they catch somebody doing a crime lower than a certain severity, they can't justify spending their time dealing with it because they need to be available for other more serious situations. Yeah. So it was like a Friday night in the middle of town where there's going to be lots of drunks. If they see someone loitering at six p.m. or at ten p.m. before the pubs close, they can't. They're not allowed to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because it's like, it's just, it's not as bad as what's coming later. <laughs> so there's always been a kind of a push and a pull with a lot of, of drug stuff. Yeah. And a lot of law stuff anyway. So <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if there was a certain don't ask, don't tell kind of attitude towards drugs in London. But yeah. I'd find it weird if it was just less a crime than other stuff purely because there's so much of it going around. Well, that's, that's the thing in... Um... In, in in a lot of cities in the states, I don't know if it's still a thing, but in, particularly in places of uh, areas of high crime and stuff like that, like it's it's illegal to drink in public. But yeah. If you put your bottle in a bag, they pay no attention to it. They know you're drinking, mm. but technically they can't see what's in the bag, so they are allowed to assume that it's a bottle of Fanta or whatever. Like, yeah. um, so they so they don't, they they won't approach you and they won't arrest you and they won't bother you. And it was just a way for them to kind of like find a loophole for the law that kept all all of these otherwise kind of straight sailing people out of out of prison like where they're useless and just kind of like kept them being able to work or support themselves and and stop and stop them having to spend so much of other people's money arresting people who generally not really done mm. anything wrong like if they, if people got violent or anything then it's a different story but yeah it's someone just sitting on their front porch having a drink like i didn't know that yeah there are in america alcohol is still illegal what? in different states is it yeah. what like prohibition like full-on yeah fuck i me. didn't know I, I didn't know that i didn't believe it. i was like oh no that off. sounds like bollocks to me yeah i googled it is that true yeah i'm gonna google it again now because it right. might have been a dodgy uh dodgy wikipedia arc uh, yeah so we go america uh, alcohol illegal. I think it was like five states. Yeah. Um, 
That's crazy. That's just coming up with prohibition stuff. Um, American states where alcohol is illegal. List of dry, yeah, dry communities. Yeah, three communities. Oh, not states. Um, not full states, just like certain townships or something. Uh, but it's like 30 within states. States can permit areas to go dry. Right. So states have allowed cities to make alcohol illegal or to make selling alcohol illegal. Okay. So the state, as in if you cross the border into a different state with alcohol on you, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. But if a shop is selling it, then that's that's breaking the law. Yeah. Um, where you're not pretty much pretty crossing much state lines is weird though like you're not allowed to cross state lines with like a large amount of money or anything like that either i think it's something like yeah. over 10, <clears throat> 10 grand uh, or 10 something. grand or something like that so 17 states in america um will not allow dry communities so that means the 17 states of oh, the right. 50 will always be able to sell alcohol yeah the rest are like we can be make it illegal you if you like, do what you want. and there are yeah. different communities where it's illegal, and that that's just weird to me. Yeah, like I agree, America's a big place. Yeah, but it's still like that seems strange. I think um, I think it was like neighboring Vegas. There's a load yeah. of areas that are just it's, you can't drink. Yeah, but so if people th- go to Vegas to drink. If you think of it in the same terms as like as 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 um, like marijuana, like. It becomes not weird, and it's just because drinking is like a cultural norm to us. Like yeah. we're just used to always being able to do it. Yeah, and I was thinking about it on the way here. Actually, I was like, because I'm listening to something about um, comedians who uh, found themselves addicted to smoke. Like, oh no, who's that? Stephen King like gave up smoking, and he mm. said it was very difficult to write a book without a cigarette. Yeah, and how it just becomes ingrained in your style. Yeah, I've yeah, just yeah. never ever. I've done a lot of things with alcohol or something, anything like that. Yeah. But I've never felt that it made it any better. No. In any, no, in no, no. any situation. There's definitely like cravings that you get for like, oh, I could do with a beer right now on a hot day when you're sat yeah. down to chill out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't make that day any better. It's just, it's just a little bit refreshing is how mm. I've always had it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I think there's people who, I guess, get addicted to it because they think it makes them perform better. And I've just never... Yeah, yeah it could it could just be a placebo, but other people like George Carlin always used to have like he'd, the the way he did weed was always just like well, I, I sit down and then I take two puffs, put it away, and then I sit down and write. Like it didn't get baked or anything, but that was just his mm. thing, and he was just like, oh, it just kind of loosens me up and loosens the ideas. Ritual. And it like it's such a small amount that it could very much have just been placebo, but you're so used to it at that point that you just like well, I assume this is what it is, and you 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 your brain works in a method of routine. So when you when he's smoked the joint or when you've had a drink or when you've had your cigarette, your brain clicks and be like, now it's time to write. So yeah, it's, it's kind just, of like just ritual and ceremony. Yeah. Or like I had a mate who um. Couldn't give up cigarettes because he couldn't sleep without having a cigarette. To the point where he'd be fine, and then at the end of the night he'd have a cigarette, and he'd literally be falling asleep as he was going up the stairs, just because he just always yeah. associated yeah. have a cigarette and go to sleep. Yeah, and it's like one that cigarettes don't help you sleep; they're like no, they no, make it's you, a stimulant. Yeah, so it's like it's not even like in the medicine; it's just literally just yeah, the ritual of it all about yeah. getting up and doing it. Okay, this is a bit of a long story, right? But it's a story. Um, and I'm, I just want to, I don't, under, I don't understand, I don't understand it, but I just want to 
just want to get it through. A London Marathon imposter. An imposter of the London Marathon. Yeah. I'm a marathon. (laughs) (laughs) A London Marathon imposter who swiped a lost race number to see a dream come true has been jailed for 16 weeks. What? Um, Stanislaw Skupian. Great name. Stanislaw. Stanislaw, which I think is Polish, so I think it's Stanislav, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossed the finish line with legitimate runner Jake Halliday. Not as good a name. His number, after spotting it, 300 metres from the end of the race. Uxbridge Magistrates Court heard on Thursday. The homeless 38-year-old was pictured celebrating with a finisher's medal on the 22nd of April. <laughs> Halliday, who was running for the charity Bloodwise, dropped his number after stopping short at the finish line to take off his T-shirt during the hottest London marathon on record. Couldn't focus on the marathon. No. Friends later told him someone had been pictured celebrating with his number, with Halliday saying he was shocked. The court heard. Defending, Jamila Jamroz said Scoopian, a father of one. <laughs> so this, so far, it's a homeless guy yeah. on the streets of wherever, wherever this marathon has taken place. London. I'm assuming, London. was it the London Marathon? Wasn't it? Yeah, London Marathon. Yeah. Streets of London, homeless guy, sees a marathon of people going by, not giving him a penny. Raising money for charities that he could be eligible for. <laughs> He's like, and you change, people are running past him. Yeah. Um, sees a number on the floor, sees a glint of hope about, oh, great, life could be quite nice. Yeah. I'm going to go finish and finish the marathon and people are going to pay attention to me and love me briefly yeah. in my dim existence. He's sent to prison where his daughter can't see him. Oh, for see- <laughs> God. Under what grounds do you give 16 weeks for that? Well, um, I'll go on. She said um, her daughter, a father of one, so I think it's his daughter. No, the person defending him in court said he wanted to be there. He was excited. He wanted to see the runners. He says by chance he saw a race identifier on the floor and in his excitement he picked up the identifier thinking this was his opportunity to compete in the marathon and that this was in fact a dream come true for him. (laughs) He joined in the marathon and completed the latter part of the race. At the time, he hadn't fully quite appreciated that he was doing anything wrong. He dedicated the completion. <laughs> he dedicated the completion of the marathon to his seven-year-old son and to homeless people everywhere to inspire them that good things can happen to those that are less fortunate. Yeah, prison <laughs> or jail. <laughs> the London Marathon chief executive Nick Bittell, not as good a name, no. said the episode could be seen to damage the reputation and integrity of the race. Regarded as one of the best organised in the world. Oh yeah, everyone's really bothered. <laughs> I just one. I you know, is it is it really a good thing to be the most organised at something? Yeah, you're a race. Like yeah, you're, it's like you don't have to do any. There's no moving parts. Yeah. start, end, ambulances. <laughs> okay, foil and oranges. You'll yeah, be, there's more to it than that. Close roads and yeah, there's, that, a, there's the, a lot of insurance shit, but like saying that. <laughs> That is 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 going to be affected by a homeless man running in the road yeah. and getting a photo taken. Uh, Scoopian has lived in the UK for around eleven years and suffered a neck injury in a serious car. Cr- oh my god! It's just this guy. He's got such a horrible story. <laughs> Had one moment of beautiful relief <laughs> and celebration and camaraderie. 
and people actually applauding him and him dedicating it to homeless people <laughs> everywhere and children. And the government's just like, no, now you're going to jail. <laughs> it just gets more and more. Um, <laughs> fucking neck injury in a serious car crash at the end of last year, forcing him to take sick leave, sick leave from a catering job. Around the same time, he also got separated from his wife. and became homeless shortly before the race Scoopian suffered a short temporary breakdown in his mental state the defendant said he was arrested after police suffered the multi-faith prayer room he was arrested after police searched the multi-faith prayer room at Heathrow airport where he was found with items including a primary school workers ID card and a pink diary holding overtime hours worked by airline staff he was arrested during prayer (laughs) <laughs> just in the, pray- in the, oh, in really? the prayer room uh, Scoopian viewed the airport as a temporary home and he would pick up left behind objects to pass to lost property what was that what was that film Terminal um, that Terminal yeah that was it <laughs> you have an appointment and he was was he Polish I know it's Tom uh, Hanks Tom no, Hanks isn't Polish but... he was from a fictional country I think oh right, okay. I can't remember what it was um, <laughs> so, this guy neck injury got a seven year old kid that he can't see because his wife left him yeah. you know he's <laughs> homeless um they arrested broken they raided the faith room at the airport which he was staying for some temporary shelter yeah uh, they found suspicious items on him that he collects that he finds and gives into lost property to help the community <laughs> wherever he can uh Scupian, who wore a gray jumper and used a polish translator pleaded guilty at the earliest opportunity last month and even then when he was convicted he was like yeah I'm sorry I just I wanted to have a little bit of happiness in my life I'm guilty of that you know uh, opportunity last month to fraud fraud in the marathon <laughs> you fraud <laughs> you didn't run 26.2 miles <laughs> I didn't come from home either <laughs> by false representation and to three unrelated counts of theft well he stole the number didn't he Jesus and then I oh, think oh unrelated yeah so I'm assuming the airport stuff that they'd found which was an ID. He stole the free side. <laughs> no, like an ID in a book that he said, I'm giving it to lost property. I'm just trying to be nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, no, he stole them. You know, thief. Oh, God. Um, Did um, they let him keep his medal? The ma- <laughs> doubt not. He stole it, didn't he? <laughs> Fucking fraud. The offences are so serious as only a prison sentence will suffice, Magistrate Michael O'Gorman said. <laughs> One, I don't even understand that sentence. The offences are so serious as only a prison sentence will suffice. Did he steal someone's liver? Just like, what? what? I'm I'm assuming he's saying the offences are so serious. An ID badge and some running. Yeah, he ran 300 (laughs) metres. Longest 300 metres of his life. Who else did it in a day? He did it in 16 weeks. Scoopian was sentenced to 13 weeks for the fraud. And three weeks for the theft offences to be served consecutively. He was also given a criminal behaviour order banning him from Heathrow Airport. Oh, so, so, so are they are they saying it's like identity theft? Like he fraud? He pretended to be well, someone else. I, I think he didn't. I he didn't steal with... someone's identity. <laughs> he picked up a bit of paper off. the He didn't floor. even steal someone's glory. He shared their glory. Yeah, they the got the medal. What it? Well. The only thing to think of is, I think, because the marathons are weird. Not anyone can run it. 
very no, exclusive. You, you have to like qualify. You for have it, to don't you? raise a certain amount of money. Yeah, you have to give like five grand. Yeah, to do it, you have to raise that amount of money for sponsors. I, I know the the one in Boston. You have to you have to qualify for it with ones going around the country. Like you have to run the one in Vegas, and if you do uh, that in a good enough time, you qualify for the Boston one. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's the same with London. The London. The only thing I know about the London one is you need to have raised a certain amount of money, as in like get enough sponsors that will total to yeah i think it's like it's in the thousands of pounds yeah so it's quite rare that it's quite difficult to get into yeah as in well, i suppose otherwise you can't just phone them up and be can i come you can't just run in it because you'd be done for fraud yeah so anything i think of is that he might you maybe the thought is that number is associated with sponsors that then have to pay money yeah but that's the case anyway. I mean, if the previous runner who lost the ticket ran over the line and didn't have the ticket, he still won the race. He still feels fine. But if he didn't have the, if that's the case, then if he didn't have the ticket, those sponsors wouldn't get paid. Yeah. Wouldn't have to pay. No. So it's, it, I just don't understand, but it's just <laughs> for what it's seen as like quite a, a, a heartwarming experience, a heartwarming moment in a film where yeah. like the end running towards and then being celebrated yeah. after such a tragic life. It's yeah. just like, no, you're just going to be in a prison. <laughs> and then it's not even like a government body. It's not like he rushed the stage. No. And it endangered or possibly threatened other people. He didn't, he didn't endanger anybody. People. He was able to get onto the road. So maybe there wasn't in, uh, much gating there. Well, it's just and a barrier, just, isn't it? It's just one of those steel that you can, like yeah. in sections, you just move it aside. Yeah, maybe. So like maybe maybe it was easy for him to get on and then he ran. Well, you can hop the fence. But it, it just feels like, it feels like... That he's taking away from the prestige of running a marathon. 16 weeks. And who cares? Who who really, who really cares? Who gives a fuck? Because it's like, well, he didn't run a marathon. He shouldn't have been able to cross the finish line. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realise there weren't 50,000 people that do this every year. <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, the, the only way I can think of it is it's got something to do with the sponsorship. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Because nobody should give a shit. No. It's like, yeah, it's, it, if, if a fucking mentally handicapped person ran onto the onto the track, are you going to put them in prison? Well, are you going to put them in jail? This guy had a mental breakdown, didn't he? I think that's the excuse she gave, the defendant gave. Like, he had right. a lapse of judgment, I think, is what she was trying I don't to mean say. During the d- I don't mean on the day, but earlier in the yeah, year. The, yeah, like a neck injury, and he's, yeah. he's homeless, and yeah, lost his wife, and can't see his kid. Go so to it's prison. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just... If a men, if a child ran onto it, you're going to put them in jail as well. Yeah. No, it's because it was, you know they ran across the finish line. Well, who cares? If a child did it, would you put them in jail? Yeah. No. Okay, but if a homeless person does it, then they have to go to jail. Yeah. Okay. It's well, bizarre. I, yeah, I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. And then especially after, again, it's that point I think we spoke of before about the um, Hitler saluting dog. You go yeah. like, okay, technically a crime was technically committed. But then as soon as you get the context of everything and the judge makes a judgment call, yeah. I fully expect them to go, all right, no, this is this is daft. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, forget exactly. it. Exactly. But it seems to just like just forgotten that face. If you if you were if there was a marathon running past and you were next to your mate and be like, "Hey, what do you think would happen if we just like if if we just jumped on and ran?" I'd never in a million years would I be like, "Oh, you'd go to jail for 3 months." Yeah, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. But then it's like technically they did something wrong, technically. But who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Is it going to motivate all the homeless people to start running? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I've got a prison. Yeah, well, that was another thing that was inside. For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. 
for anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.